Do you crave meaningful conversations with people of different backgrounds and perspectives? Do you admire certain people from afar but wish you can get to know them on a deeper level? Thankfully, we live in an incredible age where long-form conversation allows us to connect with those who inspire us beyond the often manufactured sound bites, small talk, and social media posts we are bombarded with on a daily basis. This is a podcast that seeks to provide you, our listeners, with refreshing content from a variety of inspiring guests, a place where we can truly hear their stories. I'm Karen Corrin, and welcome to Soul Sessions with KK. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Soul Sessions with KK. I'm your host KK, and my next guest is the fabulous Yonina Lermer. Yonina Lermer is not only one of the most sought-after teachers in my children's elementary school, but she's also, hear this, a literacy coach, curriculum coordinator, a teacher mentor, and she's a single mother to three awesome children. Yonina's energy and love for learning is infectious and captivating. I'm telling you, after this episode, you're going to want to pick up like 40 books and read them all. Um, In this episode, Yonina, who's a recovering perfectionist, she shares her story of self-development and she teaches us the value in being present with ourselves and how being present will lead to an overall connection with everyone around you, including yourself. This show is not to be missed. But first, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by Neon Blue. Neon Blue is a trendy and affordable marketplace for all your home goods and fashion needs, and it's for the entire family. The site will be launching very soon, but in the meantime, go to www.neonblue.com. That's N-E-O-N-B-L-E-A-U.com. Subscribe to the email list and save 10% off your first order. Check out at Neon Blue on Instagram as well. And without further ado, I would love to introduce Yanina Lerber. Hello, everybody. I am here with the wonderful Yanina Lerber. Her Instagram account is Kid Koach, or it could be read as Kid Coach, <laughs> which I first saw it as. And immediately when I saw this account, I knew there was something to it. I know Yanina from my children's school. Yanina is a literacy coach, a teacher mentor, a teacher first and foremost. And she, her energy is just infectious. Like this woman, I don't know where you get your energy from, but please (laughs) teach us. Anyway, Yanina, take, you know, go ahead. Tell us what you are, who you are, and what you do. So I'll tell you, first of all, that I, when I made the Instagram account, I had intended for Kid Coach, and I thought it was like cute that I was spelling it with a K, you know, like K-I-D-K-O-A, and then so many people were like, wow, just so, that was great, like Kid Koach, and I was like, of course, you know, right. like, I you could say totally two ways. thought exactly. of it, so I guess it was really, you know, perfect that that happened, but um, exactly. I, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. I, I have yeah, to tell you that. I, it took me a while. I didn't realize you were a parent in the school. Um, (laughs) I just, cause like, I liked following you. I was like listening. And then I think someone told me and I was like, get out. Who's her kid? You know, like, where have I been? So I guess it it was just like a nice feeling to know that like, you know, you were part of my community already, you know? So, um, so I don't know. So that was cute, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about whatever it is that you think I have to offer or whatever it is you think that I, you know, I don't know. So yes, you know what, first and foremost, I want to talk to you about your energy and your vitality and your passion for, I think like motivating children and motivating teachers, motivating adults. Where do you get your passion from and your energy from and how do you instill that in the people you work with? Okay. 
I, you know, such a layered question. And I, if I go off on like a hundred thousand, just like remind me to come back to the yeah, question. Yeah, don't worry. I interrupt a lot. You know? <laughs> um, so much to say. I mean, I think number one, it's important to recognize that um, I am not always, you know, like I do have my moments, you know, where I'm not like on, you know, people love to ask me that question. And I'm like, sometimes I'm not, and that's okay. Um, I think that from very early on, I knew I wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to act. I wanted to be on like, like friends, you know, I wanted to be on a sitcom and I was like, all right, you know, let me ask my parents. And they were like, no, you know? And I was like, no, let me just take like a local acting class. Like there was like some theater nearby and my parents were like, no. So, um, that got shut down pretty quickly. I, I, Oh my gosh, I, that's like all I wanted to do. I love, I love, I feed off of a crowd. Like one-on-one, -on -one, I find much harder for myself. Sometimes when I'm talking to just adults, I'm much better with kids, but when I'm with an adult one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, what do I say? Do I sound stupid? Like I get mm -hmm. very nervous. I, I feed off of a crowd and I love, I love the response, you know? Like, so you're definitely an extrovert. I'm like a weird I think a mixture of both because I think sometimes I want to be an introvert and sometimes mm -hmm. I want to be an extrovert and I think that it depends on the environment. I've been in certain environments where like the people around me just like bring out the enthusiasm and I've been in similar environments, very similar, but like, eh, like I, I could, it didn't come, it didn't, it didn't like, I don't know what the word is, like it just didn't get me to that point. Mm -hmm. So I think that I would definitely describe myself as someone who you know, is lively and exciting, but I think that I feed off of other people. I'm a collaborator. I need mm. the other people around me to get me going. I, I have good ideas, but only when I'm part of a crowd, you know, mm. and I've had experiences teaching in, I, I didn't always teach, you know, in a Torah and, and it was a problem. I saw very quickly, I started to learn about myself that I am someone who needs other people. But like I said, with a mix, I need time alone process and to reflect and to think back on what I heard I need that like alone time where it's quiet where I quiet my mind and like you know have that space and then I can always go back to my collaborators mm -hmm. so you know naturally as a young kid I was like well I mean my teachers are funny and they get up there and you know that must be like a good thing for me mm -hmm. and um interestingly so I, I I wanted to be like a Judaic studies teacher you know, like I thought I was gonna like, I used to like everybody set up my dolls and like teach all kinds of things about the holidays. And when I was in college, um, so it came time to choose my major, right? I was like enrolling and um, my dad, my dad actually, he retired a few years ago, but he was the Dean of the Azraeli Graduate School of Education at YU. So, um, you know, he had a little experience with like stuff like this. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to major in Judaic studies, you know, because like, I'm going to teach Judaic studies. I'm going to major. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Like everything. I'm always like, I feel like I always know the answer, you know, which right. sometimes is my weakness. But, um, and he asked me a, a question, like my dad's great like that. Like he says like one sentence and it like blows my mind. And he was like, you know, that's, that's great. And I'm not going to tell you what to do, but he was like, you want to be a teacher. You want to learn how to be a great teacher. You want to be an awesome teacher don't you think you should learn how to be a teacher? You know, and I was like, wait, what do you mean? You know, he was like, you're going to major in Judaic studies. That's, that's fantastic. You're going to learn lots of Judaic studies. But if you major in education, you're going to learn how to, how, to, how to work with a curriculum. You're going to learn how to deal with administration. You're going to learn how to communicate with parents. You know, wouldn't it make sense to learn how to be a teacher? Which, of course, in hindsight, I'm like, you know, duh. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Right. So my, my like path got a little altered and um, I, I, I fell in love with teaching kids how to read and write, you know, what it was a major that was not, had nothing to do with Judaic studies. And the, the professors that I had were phenomenal. I'm still to this day, very close with one of my professors. He's just one of my mentors. I talked to him on a weekly basis. The schools that I student taught in, where I, I, you don't get experiences like that. I was placed in great places, you know? So I think that like kind of coming back to your original question, 
you know, following my, my love, following my passion is what keeps me enthusiastic because I, it's, it's what, where I want to be, you know, and we, we can only be enthusiastic about the, the things and the places that we want to be in. Otherwise, no, why, you know, why would I care? Right. What would you say to those people who don't know what their passions are and they don't know where they want to be? I'm sure you experience a lot of people uh, who have that. Yeah. You know, as a teacher mentor, that, that was like one of the best things that I really did was become this mentor. And um, I did like a two year um, training program. Um, and one of the things they taught us was how to listen, which also like none of the things I'm going to tell you tonight, by the way, are like so like earth shattering or, or like groundbreaking, but there are things that there's very simple. And I don't know if we like spend enough time thinking about it. And, um, and I came in there, I was like, I'm the best teacher. Like I'm going to be the best mentor. And right away they were like, mentoring is not telling a teacher how you would have done it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And like majority of the first year of the training was how to listen and respond in a way that forces the person to listen to themselves. You know, like you kind wow. of stay out of it for a long time. Can you say that again? I love that line. Right. It's interesting, right? How to listen to someone. To help them listen to themselves. Mm. So, you know, there was always, there was like a few wisecracks in my, uh, in my cohort that they were like, you know, oh, it sounds like therapy. And I was like, cause it is. You know, like we're, we're being little mini therapists. That's what we're trying to help them do. We're, we're specific. We're not like, hey, talk about your life. Although as a mentor, when I develop these relationships, I do learn, you know, because things are intertwined. You know, what's going on at work sometimes is because of at home. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, so, so w- when you ask me, like, you know, what motivates people or what if they don't know what they're motivated in, there's so many people that I've met that, um, you know, are trying so hard, let's say at this particular job. And sometimes at the end of the year, we'll say, is this for you? You know, is this, is this where you want to be? Is this, is this your, your, your it? People love to say, oh, teachers, like they just have to have it. Like you're a good teacher. If you have it, you know, like those are the ones that are great. The question is like, what is it? You know, and if someone doesn't have it, so like it's over, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that every person is capable of finding their it, right? As long as they take the time to find it, right? Right. So and not I've just, had, right. Yeah. And, and I've had teachers and I've seen them leave the school and go to a different school and be very successful. I've had teachers I've worked with who left the school and changed professions because wow. it just wasn't for them. And I've had teachers that I've worked with who have done phenomenally, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know if all those, I can't say, well, that work, person worked harder and that person didn't work. You know, I have opinions about that, you know? That's mm-hmm. like another question, but what is your it? So that, that, that is your question. I guess what I did was I developed your question, right? Where is my it? Cause we all have an it. But where is mine and how do I find it? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, wow. and I think that, I think, you know, I think that for me, I, I, I think I thought I knew a lot of answers, you know, when I started mentoring. And what I've learned from working with people is that I, I, I so don't. And I think that over the past few years, I've done a lot of my own self-reflection because I, I questioned a lot like am is this my it do I want a different it should I try a new it you know mm-hmm. um and, I, and I'll tell you a few things I'm, I'm yeah, a book I'm a book I love to I love to read in the past few years I've gotten very into reading I try to like eat up anything I can find um I have a fantastic therapist who always recommends me like the best books so it's nice when you have like a friend you know who can like feed into your bookworm stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I recently started, oh, I think I told you about him to start following. Him. Yeah, it's yeah. John Acuff. So recently, he writes, fanta- I really, I recommend him. So oh, He has tons of books. He's great. And one of the books I just read by him is called Start. It's called Start. 
right? Like I want to start, I want to be, I want to be awesome. I don't want to just be average. So like, what do I do? Where do I start? You know, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, is what I think is what you're asking, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do people find that? How do you, you find have it? to start? You just have to. You, how do you start? Right. How do you start? Yeah. So I can tell you what I took away from it. I recommend to everybody that they should read it because there's so much in there and I, you know, I can only give you a little snippet. But what I took away from myself was, you know, number one, something that everybody knows, but we always have to say it, is that it, nothing is instant. It's like the classic like dieting, right? Like, you know, you're not gonna see results right away. Okay, fine. But do we mentally really accept that? I know I'm not gonna see, but listen, when you get on the scale six weeks later and like you still don't see results, you know, you're not like, oh, I know, it, it's not it. You're like, turn it. I haven't eaten, you know, it's very upsetting. So I think mentally, you have to really accept that, that it's not instant. The second thing that I loved that he said was that you're not too late. So often. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right? Like how many times have we mm -hmm. been like, oh, all right, well, whatever. If I would have started like a month ago, it would have been different. Right. I, oh, now, now I'm not going to do that now because you know how that... We are always telling ourselves that it's too late or that it will be too late or someone will tell us that, why didn't we? Or I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, yeah. Right. And you know what? It's not too late. It, it really, it doesn't matter. If there's a certain passion or a certain it that all of a sudden takes you, you're not too late at all. Right. Um, I heard Vera Wang actually, she started her wedding dress line at the age of like 45. Or there's there's like, like tons, yeah. yeah. Oh, J.K. Rowling, right? Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Wrote, it's just, we're never too late. And again, I'm not telling you anything earth shattering, but we all are like, yeah, 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 you know, but we have to really think about it and we have to accept, okay, it's not too late. And I have to be patient. It's not going to come instantly. For, for people that. like me, uh, you know, I don't know if not everyone's like this, but we tell ourselves it has to be perfect. You know, it's too late because if I did it now, it wouldn't be perfect. And I, I'm not going to do it unless it's perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I, countless times that has stopped me from from doing things because I'm like if either I do it or it's amazing or I don't do it at all yeah what a yeah. missed opportunity you know mm -hmm. so sad how much um, has gone by that we told ourselves you know oh well it's too late and it's not perfect and 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 the last thing that that speaks to me so so loudly is that and I he says it so beautifully I really recommend the book is that fear, mm -hmm. you know, wants you to feel isolated. Fear wants you to be alone and, and wants to convince you that like, man, yeah, no one else has this problem. Like you should just, yeah, you should give up. Yeah. And so we need to share the voices in our head because once they're out and once they're part of a community and it's like, oh, you have those feelings. Oh, I guess it isn't so scary. I guess it isn't too late. I get, so the, those voices, they have to be shared. Yeah, shared with either a professional or shared with someone you trust or shared with people. Shared somewhere. Shared somewhere. Wow, I love they that. Have to be shared. You yeah. know, and and that's that's a good mental place to be if you're looking to start a journey. Mm -hmm. So, um, what parts of your personal life? Because you mentioned that you did a lot of self reflection. Um, that this didn't just come you know, naturally, or um, it doesn't just apply to the workplace. Yeah. Um, are you like, can you share some parts of your personal life that, sure, sure. you know? Sure. Um, I will start off by saying that for a long time, I kept my journey to myself because kind of like those voices, I was like, Ugh, like this, no one wants to hear this. Like, this is my issue. This is my problem. Right. And the more I just started talking to people, you know, they were like, no, actually, we, we would love to hear like what's going on. Um, so it's like a, it's like a newish thing that I've been that I've been sharing it more. I've been sharing it more on my Instagram account and, and it has been difficult for me, but but I am happy to share it. Um, you know, I, I had like some big life moments, life events. And um, when those big life changing events happen to you, you know, you're forced to take your ego <laughs> like cut it up, throw it down and step on it. And um, I think I really did have a big ego. I really do. I think that I thought I was like making it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and I was forced to really realize that uh, there was a lot, there was a lot to look at. There was a lot that I just was ignoring. Um, and, you know, <laughs> a little bit with what's going on in the world, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, okay, pandemic, like this is forcing all you guys to go through what I went through. You know, I'm really glad that you guys are being reflective because that's what I've been doing for the past year or two. Um, you know, I, 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 and you actually asked me this, you know, about just my life and relationships and the people around me. Um, I think that I spent so much time um, really giving, you know, the mentoring and, you know, friends calling me my kids and, and, and making sure that I was there for everybody and that I always had the answers and that I sounded like I knew the answer and that I, I had it all made in the shade. And I, I was like, so wildly successful that I stopped studying myself. You know, I, I did not get to know me and the things that work for me, the things that don't work for me. I was completely ignoring them, which is a huge problem. So the relationships in my life were not balanced. You know, relationships are meant to be fostered. They were only being fostered one way. Like whoever I was helping was really, you know, getting this great relationship. And I was loving it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Great. But I, I ended up missing so many messages that were coming from me, that, that myself was trying to tell myself which is why when, when life throws you a curveball, all of a sudden you're like, really, well, I would hope, you know, not everyone maybe is, is, is big enough or, or ready to say, oh my gosh, like, wh why did this happen? What's going on? You know, and I, and I missed it. I missed so many messages from myself. Uh -huh. And, and I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to miss those messages. You know, it's, it's you important. are missing those messages because you are too focused on chasing this perfection or this illusion yeah. of like, yeah. I have all the answers. I know what's right. I'm, I'm like the person to go to. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, you're coming to me with your problem. So yeah. I should not have any problems. It, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know what? It's like almost like, um, you know, and, and, and I say this <laughs> because it took me a long time to be able to say this like publicly. Cause it's almost like, not embarrassing, but it's like, you know, you really have to humble yourself. It was all about like the glitzy, the outside, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I didn't allow myself to have trouble with things because I, God forbid, you know, or, or right. I had trouble with things, but like that was to myself and like, you know, and, and, and I, and I was working so hard at my at, at outside, you know, my exterior Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not talking about like material things, you know, I'm not talking about like, oh, I wanted a cool car and a nice house and the perfect children. Like, no, I wanted the outside what I was giving, you know, who I was to other people, the image, let's say the mm. personality, it, it was, I, I, my ego was like feeding off of it. And, um, and, and so, yeah, no, there was no self-reflection. There was no, there was no acknowledging, you know, Hey, <laughs> Hey self, like, does this work for you? Did you, you ask yourself these questions you're asking great questions to other people did you ask this to yourself and if you did what are the answers are you mm -hmm. being true to yourself is that you know is this was this what's right for you is this not what's right for you have you spoken about this to the person you know whatever i'm thinking of like you know things that came up and um and mm -hmm. it was it was not good it was really not good i really missed i think i'm that i missed out on a lot on a lot was there like a turning point in your life or a moment in time when you were like, oh my God, like, I'm not listening to myself. Who am I? Am I this person that I am to other people? Or yeah. did it just happen gradually? Like, yeah, explain that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I'm going to tell you the answer, but then I'm going to backtrack. Um, I, I will tell you that the, the, the time leading up to my divorce was a very difficult time because it was me having a battle with me. I, I have a fantastic relationship with my ex-husband and we are both very mature and, and we dealt with things in a, in a, in a fantastic way, really, I thank God. When did but, that happen? Uh, um, let's say like, you know, this like journey, like, like two, three years ago. It's pretty recent. Um, but it, the, the, the difficulties were, were with me because all of a 
sudden me was starting to talk and say things and I had to listen. You know, I was forced in, in working with him and figuring out, you know, what we wanted to do and if this was the best decision for us, I had to listen to myself. There was no like other people to like be like, oh, good, I'm glad I'm helping you. Oh, great, that's wonderful. Let's work on your this. It was, now it's time to work on you. What? You know, like I have to work on myself. Oh my God, what do I work? I, I can't believe, and things started coming up that I was, I was shocked to learn about myself. And, and, and I started, I started like writing them out and I started writing my journey. I started this like little blog last year, not because I want people to read it because I was trying to, because I needed it to go somewhere. You know, I had to get it out. And I, 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 I read, it's funny. I'm like, I didn't even realize I, if you should see where I'm sitting, I'm like surrounded <laughs> by books. That's um, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I'm like moving things out of the way that I go to sleep, but I started reading a book. Um, called Present Over Perfect by an author. I'm upset, like she's, oh my gosh. She is by, like I hope I can meet her one day, you know, like that kind Who of Who is it by? So her name is Shauna, uh -huh. S-H-A-U-N-A, Shauna Nyquist, which is like, I'll spell it for you, N-I-E-Q-I-S-T. Mm -hmm. And um, also another great book recommendation that, that was given to me. She's like a really religious, like, I think, I think Catholic, I think it's Catholic, um, which was great. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm also like a really religious something else. But you know, we shared that value, that appreciation. And she, the, she really talks about discovering that it's about being present. And that became my goal. My goal became, okay, in this new me, in this new life, okay, you know, fine, I got divorced, it's done, it's done, okay, I'm moving on. So I'm moving on, but I'm moving on with a lesson and I'm moving on with a goal. I was like, I'm not letting myself come out of this unless I, I can identify what it is that I want to fix in myself. And that was the idea of being present. Um, you know, I, I, I needed to first understand what the word present means. How, how to be present is not a very easy thing to do, but that, that's been my journey. And, and it's been a great journey because I've been able to retrieve and find those messages that I had long missed. And I started using them to make my decisions, right? Instead of the decisions being driven by, oh, well, this is good because people will really need that help. And like, oh, this will be very good for people. Or this, it, it wasn't, it's not about the people anymore. It's about being present. It's not about them or me, or it's about being present, about being in the moment and, and taking it in, you know, and listening, listening, like I said, with the mentoring, listening to, to myself and to the people around me. It, it was a very, it's a very challenging thing. And, and she's a, she's a fantastic, um, she's a, and, and as a literacy person, you know, I like love the writing of it. She has like a, a gift really um, for words. And I guess if I had to pass on like one of my favorite quotes from her, of course, it's like not from that book. It's from another book because I've read everything. But she, she says that we never arrive. We never like say, oh, you know, great. Did what I need to do. I'm here. We don't arrive, but we can become. And the way that we become is by taking very small steps mm -hmm. and we're constantly becoming and the journey is constantly going and we don't, we don't arrive. So, so stop your ferocious planning and stop thinking like you have it all figured out. Stop the perfection, be present and just become, look for ways to keep becoming. And I, I just, I love that language. She's wow. just, I love that. So, yeah, just her wording is, is beautiful. I, it reminds me of something else I've read. I don't remember who the author was, but I read somewhere where like the moment you arrive somewhere is when the moment when it dies. It's over. Like yeah. it's over. Yeah. It's like everything is about like looking forward to that thing that you want whether it's a job or the marriage or yeah. whatever it is, whatever dream you have. And then once you have it, it's like, okay, now what? Now what? Yeah. yeah. So in a way, like, how do we balance? I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this. It's just 
I'm just throwing it out there, but how do we balance achieving our goals, but maintaining that I need to be present at the same time? So like, you know, those people who are just goal oriented and they're like, go, 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 go. Oh, I just lost weight. Okay. Now, like, and they're just keep running and running and running and running. And at the end of the day, they're just, they're not happy when right, they achieve right. all these goals. Right. So, well, you, like, yeah, it, that's, it's, yeah, that's a hard question, right? Especially when you're dealing with certain personalities, right? Like, like a person, like you just said, who's, who just wants to, at the end of the day, go to sleep and be like, check, 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 check. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. You know? Um, so, you know, something actually, I, I, well, I feel so, I'm like laughing at what I'm saying. Cause I'm like, wow, I really do read a lot. Cause I keep like quoting books. Um, <laughs> I, Love it. I, didn't realize, I didn't realize it. Um, I once read something actually about money, right? Like, um, you know, like it was like a businessy kind of a thing. It was not like all beautiful, like what we're talking about here and like, you know, and just like trying to help ourselves. It was about money. And the idea behind it was that um, people get a lot of anxiety about money, right? Like when I'm spending it, if I'm spending too much, how I spend it. And so the, the author kind of says that before you do anything, what are your values? You know, mm. because we all have different values. You have to figure out what your values are. And so when it comes time to spending, right? Cause he was talking about money is the purchase that you're making connected to your values. So, you know, his example was, um, you know, you just a, a grandmother booked a cruise for her entire family to Alaska and like, really she's, you know, 56 years old and blew most of her retirement money. Right. So we can look at that as being like, whoa, you know, she's still pretty young. She's, you know, in her 50s. She just used most of her retirement money for that. Wow. And he was saying, well, you know what? Her top value was friends and family and being together. So, yeah, that's that made sense for her. You know, if she would have bought some crazy fancy car, maybe I would have told her you know, you might want to rethink that purchase, but you should be allowed to say that's okay if it matches my values. And also if she booked a cruise every week, you know, it, obviously there's, you know, in moderation. So then I guess I would answer your question by saying that it kind of goes hand in hand being present and goal oriented. So if I know my values and I know what my goals are, part of being present is saying, wait, I'm going to be present right now. Is this, is this going to get me towards my goal? Is this going to allow me to stay present? Or am I totally getting derailed here? Am I missing what's going on? What are the goals that allow me to be present? Uh-huh. You know, like, especially during this time, I can tell you that I am always at this pull. Like, my kids want me, and then I have to go with my, my job. And then, so I'm constantly saying to myself, okay, well, what are my goals? Right. So I, I can't be with my kids all the time, you know, and I might I might say, well, I have to be there for my kids and, and being present means always being there for my children. But but that's not really one of my goals. My goal is to be a great mother, but also to really advance and grow and further myself in the things that interest me. So part of being present is is making sure, though, that I say right now, I don't need to be on my phone right now. I need to be with my kids because I know that that's a value and it's one that I, that I haven't been so good about, mm-hmm. you know? And then sometimes when it's like four hours of playing Monopoly, I'm like, you know what, you don't know, you just spent four hours of Monopoly. Like I, it's, it's okay right now for me to step away. I don't need to feel guilty because again, part of being present is me saying, I just spent some really nice time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go now and take care of the other part of me because I listened to them. We laughed. This was great. We learned. Now I'm going to, you know, take care of something else. Wow. Wow. You know? I feel like sometimes we forget because in the hustle and bustle of things and we're so quote unquote busy and we have to get so many things done that, you know, our values just like, yeah, skip over. Yeah. You, you forget about it. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like they need to be like plastered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. cliff notes across your home. Like remember. You know what, Karen? That's that's what present means. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because like we all think like, oh sure, being present, being present. We all think we always know the definition to everything. That was my downfall. I was like, yeah, I understand. But do we really know what being present means? And do we know how to do it? 
I, I don't think I'm even there yet. I think I'm slowly learning, you know, what, what present means. So part of being present might be, do I review my values? You know, because honestly, I think most of us are very busy. We're on this treadmill of life and we don't have a time to look at our values. And I know this sounds like very high and lofty and wonderful. And, and I'm not telling everyone to, you know, sometimes I read these things like every day, wake up and write down the five things, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's doable. I think that's for me, at least I think that's ridiculous. I, I can't keep to that. Right. But being present means that when I go to sleep or when, you know, once a week or whatever it is, do I stop and just let myself reflect on something, whether it's my values, whether it's what I did this week, whether it's, you know, I noticed that my child smiled when I spoke. We don't, we, we don't slow down. We don't. Wow. I actually got this advice <clears throat> from someone this morning because I've been battling a lot of fatigue. I don't yeah. know if it's from the quarantine or I don't know what's going on. And the person told me that I should set aside a big chunk of the day. I mean, not a big chunk, like she said, like even just half an hour of the day without doing anything. Just relax, no reading, no going on your phone, yeah. no listening to music, and no like thinking of things in your head. Just yeah. try to like unwind every but, day. But that's a very hard thing to do. It is. It's a very hard thing to do. You know, we say like, it's, it's great advice. I don't disagree. But I think that that's a moment where someone's like, great, how do I do that? Because our minds naturally, naturally do that. And so like, I, I've been giving myself little exercises in, in, in this idea of being present. You know, I try to say to myself, I, I posted about this the other day that my son kept calling me and, and wanted my attention. And it was, of course, like, you know, you know, and when I finally, you know, when I finally saw him, he was, you know, was so excited to show me this rainbow. And I, and, and I said, Ooh, like, this is one of those moments. Like I had to mentally tell myself, Oh, this is, you know, like, Hey, ding, 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 ding. Like, this is one of those moments. I, I don't know if I could go into a room and do nothing. And I, but I, in that, it was like, I don't know, it was maybe like 40 seconds. And I was like, stop, stop thinking about everything right now. Stop, 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 stop. Wow. It showed me a rainbow. Okay, yeah. on, you know? Mm -hmm. so, you know it's the quality. It's, even if it's like 40 seconds, like you said, as opposed to half an hour or an yeah. hour, it's, yeah. it's just about yeah. what you do in those. Yeah, you know, she says, again, I'm obsessed with Shauna. I call her, she's like my buddy, Shauna. Shauna. She, <laughs> she, she, says, she said something also that I read once. She said that she, she was reflecting on herself and she says, you know, I was breaking my back for work only to find that I had a broken back. You know, like what, what came of it? So yeah, I trust me, I'm in that boat. Like I'm trying to make dinner and I'm trying to also help with homework. And then at the end of the day, all I had was, you know, some pots and pans and homework that was completed. I wasn't, I didn't actually achieve those values or goals. I wasn't getting there. I just had a broken back. That's all. Mm -hmm. But then we also need to get things done too. Because, no, so, right. So, yeah, look, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't make dinner. Yeah, of course. But like, you know, the idea is, was there, was there a time today when I was able to glean something that wasn't just, you know, the answer to a math question or, or, the what, did I, list or yeah, like, what did I say to my, you know, child, just that, that, that moment, that being present, it's, it's very hard. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm not there yet. I'm still trying to learn. And I, like I said, I've been using my blog as just a way to like, uh, like recorded for myself because sometimes I have to go back and reread what I wrote. Wait, myself. I want to see this blog. <laughs> yeah, I'll a hundred percent. Yes, we'll share it with you. I would love that. Um, you know, and and yeah, we have to we have to review. You know, we we have to keep going over the things that we learned, and we have to you have to recognize that we learned it. I don't yeah. know. I just I think lately I've I've been thinking how like you know we hear things so many times, so many times, but we don't really hear them. You know. Right. And, and also, and that sounds really cliche. <laughs> like, no, it's true. It's like, like, oh, I heard this already. Like, I know, I know this. Right. I know right. this. But right. do you really know it? Right. Like, right. Like, can you give me, like, if someone, like, I wish I had someone, like, years ago that would have been like, okay, big shot. Like, you know it. So give me an example. You know, yeah. you, you know how to listen. You know how to hear. Okay, tell me, what did you, how did you listen today? And I would have been like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have had it. I wish, I wish I had someone who, like, kind of like, 
kicked me in the tuchus a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. forced me to do that, but... It's funny, it reminds me of, like, when people listen to a class or <laughs> or they'll read a book, but they're not reading it for themselves. Yeah. They're reading it for someone else. Like, yeah. you see? Yeah. Like, parents will read something and be like, you see, it says over here, it right. says to respect your parents. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right how often are we listening to a piece of wisdom or even like an inspirational quote and we're thinking actually about ourselves right. and not about right. someone else that's doing it wrong. Or, you know? or even if it's yourself, but we're not like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, oh, I totally agree with that, you know? Right. But instead we're like, boy, I'd like to try that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I'm learning more about other people, ironically, right? I've been working with people for so long and I just find that this, this journey in the past few years for me, I'm really learning about human beings more than I, than I ever did. And yeah, my mentoring has totally changed. My relationships have totally changed. And, um, and I have very, 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 very close friends that when I talk to them, you know, sometimes I had to say this to them the other day and I was like, listen, I know that you know me for so long but I, I don't want to be that anymore, you know? And I know that's so hard for you because you're right away going to be like, oh, you know, of course, you don't need another, you know? I'm like, but I'm, I'm going to ask you really, really like, give me almost like a fresh start. And, and it's been hard for them, you know, because we're so close. And just the other day I was talking to these, these friends and I was like, no, no, really, <laughs> you know, like, I, I want to try again. Wow. It's a hard thing that's to beautiful, do. Beautiful, beautiful. So I see, you know, you're very connected to a lot of different people. Thank God you have your students, you have teachers, you have your own children, you have your friends. How do you, first and foremost, be, how are you connected to all these types of people? How do you keep that connection and how do you keep these relationships grounded? Yeah, and yeah. It's balancing whoop. it all. Yeah, it's, it, oh man, it is, yeah, it's very hard. Um, it's very hard because, and I, I said this before, like a lot of these relationships are very layered. So, you know, you become very invested in these relationships. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, the principal of the school called me and she was like, you know, I want to do some PD for the teachers. Like, what's something you could do? Like, you come up with an idea. And I gave her some like cutesy name, you know, like I was like, oh, call my session, like how to make Zoom fun or, you know, top 10 ways to make whatever it was. But what I, what I really knew was that whether we're over Zoom or whether we're in school or whether it's good times or bad times, pandemics or whatever, you know, the work that we put into our relationships is always the same. You know, people are looking for this like magic, like app. I don't know, to make Zoom more fun and to get kids more engaged. And, and yes, you know, more technology is helpful and learning more tools is helpful. But one of the first things I said to the teachers was, if we were in school right now and you were just in your classroom and you were coming to me to you know, figure out how to make your, I, I would give you the same advice. Like nothing has really changed. Yeah, okay, so they're in a computer and we have to deal with some of these things. But relationships are relationships, no matter what. So you know, we have to always be building in these daily habits of connection, right? Um, you know, and I think that that's different for everybody because there are different kinds of relationships and what, what daily habits of connection looks like is different. Um, so I think that the connections and the relationships I have, I deal with each one of them differently. And there are times when there are certain relationships that either I have to physically say, you know, we need to just pause on this relationship, you know, let's sit on this for a few days, you know, because that's what that relationship needs. And there are other relationships that need to be built constantly, you know? Um, So I think that it is so difficult to balance. And as I just told you, I think for many years, I was not balancing them well, Um, you know, but now with, with a lot that I'm learning, I'm seeing that um, you need to stop and there it is again and be present and just say what's happening with this relationship is this a healthy relationship right now is it healthy for me and is it healthy for the other person for us to continue the way that we are you know I, I, I work with teachers who I officially like the school told me to officially mentor I have I call them like graduates you know because officially in our school every teacher which is, honestly it's an amazing thing every teacher every new teacher gets two years of mentoring it's like 
in your schedule and like the, you know, but my, my graduates, you know, doesn't mean that like the two years is over and like, that's it. Like, you know, we don't want to talk anymore. So there's, there's different like levels and, and, you know, and my kids and my parents and, you know, whoever friends. So I think it's stopping and just, and just saying, is this a healthy relationship? I think that that was also part of my, um, journey you know my 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 I, I don't like making it about divorce because i think it applies across the board you know and i don't think it's about you know divorced people i think that we always need to question if the relationships in our life are healthy if they are great if they're not do i want to keep that relationship and i just need to tweak it or maybe this is just not the right relationship for me and i think that if we slow down and we're present and we talk to ourselves about those things then we can balance those relationships in a much better way. Mm, love that. So I see with all of this, I see a lot of resilience and grit and all of these, you know, positive qualities that someone needs to, you know, go through challenges. How, you know, how does one build that type of resilience? Yeah, it's, Huh. Is it just life experience or, you know, I, I feel like I like see the world with like a totally new perspective now and I'm starting to see, I look around me and I see that there are people who they've been beaten down, you know, by whatever it is and, um, and they don't come out of it, you know, and, and I wonder sometimes if it's cause you know, they're choosing not to come out of it. They'll tell you that like, you know, it's like, it's like we just said before the voice is in your head and it's too late, but it requires, it requires you to say to yourself, I need to get out of this. I don't know how, but I'm going to start reaching out. I don't, I don't know who to reach out to. Sometimes we don't know, you know, we don't know who to say what, but, you know, but in some way, shape or form, I'll, I'll Google it. I will ask someone at work. I will talk to the librarian, whoever it is, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to take kind of like we said before that first step I'm going to I'm going to become and it's not going to be instant right all these things are like totally tied together and I'll throw another book at you okay yes another one that, that. I, that I read recently remember I was telling you about the book of awesome yes right? by Neil Pasrika yeah yeah I don't yeah. know how it's you pronounce it Pasrika so he he has like a bunch of awesome books also, like I, I get these recommendations. Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. Like I love my therapist. It's like one of the best things I ever did was have one. And, and I, oh my gosh, best book recommendations to, to help me grow. And, you know, and, and that's kind of an example, by the way. Oh man, the idea of therapy for me, like I was like, I don't need someone knowing my, you know, but that was my first step because I knew something had to change in what was going on. And I, and that was where it was so scary Ugh, for another yeah. time. That experience was very scary. And, um, and it, but it opened my world. It really it's did. It's humbling too. It's very oh humbling. My, yeah. Well, it was really an experience. And also it's like a little bit like a match. You have to find the right person for you. It's like, you know, it's like a spouse really. Um, so anyway, so he has another book in the series called You Are Awesome. Okay. And um, it's a little different from that other book I told you, but he has one section. It like makes me laugh, but it's so true. He talks about how at graduation, um, you know, someone gets up and is like, seize the day, you know, you're on your way. And we get all like Dr. Seuss, all the places you'll go, carpe diem, you know? And he's like, how come like the next line is never, oh, and by the way, are you ready for all the pain and really, really difficult stuff that comes along with carpe diem, you know? Like we're so excited to get started, but are you ready? Are you ready for what's about to come? Because boy, is it going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. So to build resilience, I think first starts really mentally is I'm, I'm going to take that first step and a lot of who knows what is going to, and, and I've been beaten down already and I don't like the way it feels. So you have to wait for that moment to come. You have to wait for when you are ready to, to do that. You, you know, I don't, it doesn't happen right away. You have to have some time to just be blah. Right. Yeah. Of course. And, and then when you're ready and you're ready for a very difficult journey to climb your way back to the top, and you're ready to reach out, which is not an easy thing to do, and you're ready to humble yourself or whatever it is, you know, that, that is resilience. And the people who I see or who I read about who are resilient, if you read their stories, their journeys are, are all very similar. You know, they, they, they go through this 
kind of process. And and I think it's what kind of what you said before, is that, you know, it's like a it's like a circle. You know, like there there is no arriving. So you're gonna start learning, and then after learning, you're gonna get better, and then you're gonna change things, and then you know, and then you're gonna go right back to learning. And 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 that that's how you build resilience. As long as you're a lifelong learner. And you're you're listening to yourself, and you're listening to those messages, and you keep reaching out, you keep talking to people, and and you're you keep taking the painful things that maybe come along. It's ah, uh, it's hard. Being resilient is, I mean, it's it's hard. Like, it's hard work. Yeah, you got you have to want it. You know, you have to want to do it as with anything. You have to want that and and be ready for it. It's much, you know, like like that guy John Acuff. Like being on the average road is like you know that's nice. You don't bother anyone. Yeah. You keep everything to yourself, right? As long Easy as you just don't later, you know, you know, decide. Wow, that was silly. But it's never too late, right? Love that. Wow, you really, you made me think a lot about a lot of things. That actually, I've I've been doubting myself with various different things because of all these excuses that you were talking about. That it's too late, or yeah. uh, you know, it's not going to happen right away. I have all these you know, images in my head about failure and yeah. it's too late and all this stuff. And you really, you know, you gave me things to work with. To you know, to, to get like all schooly on you, um, one of the things that I teach my fifth graders, I like made up a class. So, I mean, the school lets me, <laughs> I'm oh. glad that they, they let me go for it. Um, I, I made up a class that's kind of all about, um, we call it science literacy. It's like reading and writing about science, but it's specifically for, you know, inventions and inventing. And um, I don't know if you've heard of the term design thinking. It's like a buzzword out there. Heard of it, but I yeah. don't know what it's about really. <laughs> it's, it's, again, I'm not going to take you all out there, but let's just say, you know, it's, it's people-focused problem solving. And, um, and their, their motto is really to fail forward. Fail forward to succeed sooner. Mm. That's like one of their, their big mottos. Um, and I love what I tell my students, you know, the famous example that Thomas Edison tried to, you know, create the light bulb and it took him like whatever it was, 10,000 tries and they asked him about it and he said, no, I didn't fail. I just found 10,000 ways that it doesn't work. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I don't, you know, the spray WD-40, you've heard of that, right? So why is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. why is it 40? Like what, what in the world is WD-40? So they tried 39 different like solutions. And the 40th was the one that worked. So wow. they, named, they named their product WD-40. You know, the WD is like the, the chem, like the solution. And 40 to represent that it took them, you know, 40 times. So will you fall down on your road, you know, of resilience? Absolutely. But I think what I've learned is that everything is temporary. You know, we think we're always like stuck. And, and definitely for me, in, in my life-changing events, um, someone actually said to me they were like oh you know don't worry like you'll get used to your new normal now that you're divorced and, and I walked away and I was like aren't we always getting used to new normals like mm. people change things change like I think that there's nothing to do with that's why I'm saying I don't like making I don't like talking about like that specifically because I think that it just applies to everyone and everything and when we recognize that everything is temporary and our even our kids they're going to go through phases it's not everything is temporary and sometimes that's a hard concept i know with some of the teachers i work with they're like that's it i'm ruined you know like that was the worst lesson and the principal was there and he saw it like this is i how it's it's temporary you know you, you come back again the next day and you try something new and you know it's just just gotta be patient and you gotta slow down and you have to know that failing is is so awesome and so gonna get you to where you want to go but wow you know, I needed to hear this. I think a lot of people need to hear that message. And especially at the time that we're in this, you know, yeah. unpredictable time where people are feeling hopeless and they're feeling hopeless about a lot of different things, you know, yeah. their jobs, their health, yeah. the future, everything that's going yeah. on. And what you just said about how everything is temporary and there's always things that are going to be changing. There's never going always. to be like a status quo that yeah. things are going to be constant all the right. time. There's right. always going to be something that's going to be like yep. ruffling the feathers. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I love what you said about failure. Um, 
how you have to fail. You, you, you got to. That's it. You know, you got to, you got to fail. And we're always adjusting, you know, people I, I see like on Instagram are like, you know, oh, well now with our new normal, you know, and I'm like human beings, that's what they do. They adjust. They adjust. Mm -hmm. So, so you'll adjust. I, I'm not no, saying I it's going to be easy. You know? Yeah. So, so, and, and, and again, I can't tell you that I wake up every day and I'm like, this is great. I'll adjust you. Nina. you're so wonderful. You got this. No right. way. Like there are times when I'm like, how the heck am I going to do, you know, my, my principal let me know today we're changing the schedule. And I'm like, Oh, great. So how am I, but you know what? We're, we're going to adjust because that's just what we do. Wow. I love that. We love yeah. that. Yeah. So what are some of your, actually some of my, my sons here, <laughs> he wants to say hi. Uh -huh. Part uh -huh. of the adjustment is how yeah. to get used to <laughs> kids going yeah. to bed past yeah. like, Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you is um, what are some of your hopes and dreams for the world as my last question yeah my hopes and dreams for the world you know um, that's a hard question because it really forces you to think so beyond and outside yourself and um, I, I guess I'll, I'll do and probably if you ask me next year or next month I would change my answer but I guess to keep in line with what we're talking about is um, I'm, I'm very scared this announcement that was made, you know, that religious uh, services can start again and people can go. And um, there's a part of me that is very scared for us to go back to our synagogues and things like that, because I'm so afraid that all these people who have spent how much, how much time on Instagram being like, yes, now I know, and my children, like, it's so beautiful. And, and there's a part of me that's so scared to see what actually happens. Mm -hmm. are, are we going to really be more reflective? Are we going to be like, wow, you know, I just spent so much time with my kids and I know them better. I'm Again, we're not perfect people, but I, there's a part of me that's very nervous to go back to some semblance of life because I'm, I, it sounds terrible. See, even the optimist you're telling me, but I have this like part of me that's so scared that that people are gonna fail me, you know? Um, because I have I, that fear too. Yeah, Thank like, you for sharing that. Yeah, you see Thank you for sharing that. You yeah. See? So so like I guess like I'm sitting here like good guys, I'm so glad that you all had this journey like I did. And this this yeah, this was bad. You guys were you were hurt, people were thrown down. I, I and I guess my hope and dream is really just to see that the journey continues for people and that they incorporate it in some way. It's, you know, people are going to go back to their normal lives because that's what we do, but I really hope so. At least after, you know, two, three months, four months, however long this is going to be, at least to get something out of this, that it wasn't just I, I for do. nothing. It wasn't yeah. just a waste of time. And all these sacrifices that we made. Yeah, yeah, and all the inspiration. I think you posted it. Like, it does get, like, nauseating sometimes. Like, all these, like, inspirational yeah. things. And, like, <laughs> look, you want to post inspirational things? That's great. So then when this is all over, so so show, show me. Right. It, show Don't me just uh, talk the talk. Walk the yeah. walk. Like, like, let's do it. In some way, for everybody, it's going to be different. But that's Beautiful. what I hope. Yanina, thank you so much. It was oh, my pleasure such a pleasure to speak to you to for you to share your experiences and to share your wisdom with all of us and thank you, you thank just you. by you just sharing your you know your life wisdom and what you went through in your journey you are no doubt you're going to help not just one person you're going to be helping a lot of people i hope so i hope so and i hope that i help myself you know along that journey too right oh and you helped me i i have a lot <laughs> to think about after this interview I'm, so, I'm really glad. And uh, you make it easy. It's easy to talk with you, you know? You're easy to talk to. Um, so can you just tell people where they can find you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Um, so Kid Coach, like I said, it's like the K kind of. Kid Coach or Kid Coach? Kid Coach, right. K-I-D-K-O-A-C-H is, um, you know, my Instagram handle. Um, I, I put because I, I, I knew you were going to ask me about the blog and, and I'm not, and I want to make this very clear. I'm not like trying to promote my, my blog is not like trying to promote myself. Um, I don't like, you know, tell people like, read my blog, read my blog, but it's right. the kind of thing, like, it's really only for people, like we were saying, who are mentally ready to want to go on that journey. So it's really not for everyone. 
Um, the, the, the link to the blog is in my bio and on my Instagram thing. And, you know, if, if you really want to take the journey, I would read from the beginning because it's, it has a nice sequence, but it does not have to be read in sequence. I wanted it to be, you know, like if someone just wants like a nice little thought or whatever, each post can also be read like on its own with something nice to think about. Um, so I'm going to check it out. Thank you. Check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Yay, thank you so much, Anina. My pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully I'll see you one time in school, you know? Yes, amen, amen. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Thank you. Okay, great. Great. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. That would mean so much to me. And I would love to hear your feedback about the show and how I can make this better for you. And if you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out my Instagram page at Soul Train KK. Have a great day.